So I'm talking to Sasha, who is a Ukrainian pilot currently living in the East Clare Golf Village. Good morning, Sasha. Good morning. Uh, Sasha, tell us a little bit about yourself before we start to talk about Christmas in Ukraine. Good. Uh, thank you for the invitation. I am 27 years old, a Ukrainian pilot, and my last position in Ukraine was a captain of a famous narrow-body Boeing 737 airplane, next generation for airline Azur Air Ukraine. Now company suspended its operation because of a famous situation in the world, you know. And now I'm here in Ireland uh, trying myself to convert uh, my Ukrainian license to an European one and uh, probably in the future I will find an opportunity to work for one of the major European Union airlines. So that's why I'm here. Good for you Sasha and of course I know that you're coming from a very difficult situation. Originally, I think you're from the city of Kyiv, is that right? Have I pronounced it correctly? Kyiv. Yeah, that's right. Good good pronunciation. Kyiv is the capital of Ukraine and north part and uh, some kind of central part of Ukraine. So, I am uh, in the European Union since the 24th of February and in Ireland just uh, from the beginning of September. And so... As we're nearing Christmas, I thought it would be interesting to ask you to talk to us today about Christmas in Ukraine. Sure, that's why I am here. First of all, I would like to wish a Merry Christmas to all Irish people and thank them on behalf of all Ukrainians for the warm welcome. Christmas in Ukraine is the most important holiday for all Ukrainians throughout the country. Traditional Christmas in Ukraine starts on January 6th in the evening and lasts until the January 19th. The mid-December is when the Christmas atmosphere begins to fill Ukrainian cities with all Christmas markets and festivals, ah. decorations and magic lights. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. And uh, in normal times, which hard to remember almost sadly at this point, would there be many visitors to the Christmas markets in Kiev, for example? Sure, our streets were very crowded, really, in the past years. We have a lot of traditions, a lot of uh, big street celebrations. But uh, nowadays uh, our country is in complete dark and it's really difficult. But I hope so that uh, all the families throughout the country trying to gather at the table in the evening and uh, to spend this time believing holidays and uh, hope for the miracle for the following year. Yes. So if people are celebrating uh, in the normal times, let's say, what kind of things take place? Sure, that's what I want to share with you. Christmas Eve we have, of course, on the 6th of January, it's marked by traditional family gatherings in the evening in Ukraine. We called it Sviatavichera in Ukrainian, which means holy dinner. The festivities starts with the appearance of the first star, though all preparations traditionally start from the very dawn. The table should be served with 12 dishes, 
which symbolize the 12 apostles. The main dish of the evening is kutia. It's a boiled dish, uh, boiled wheat mixed with poppy seeds and honey. Of course, Christmas has its own symbols. And the main house decoration, if you visit Ukraine, that you will see is the diduch. It's a sheaf of wheat stalks that symbolizes our ancestors' spirits. It's believed that during these holidays, our ancestors return to spend time with their families. That is also why some kutia and other 11 dishes should be left on the table as a treat for deceased relatives. Oh, <laughs> very nice idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, on the 7th of January then, is the 7th of January what we would consider Christmas Day? Yes, the 7th of January is an official public holiday in oh. Ukraine. So we, but uh, since 2017, we have two public holidays, the 25th of December and the 7th of January. So we are now in a changing state for a different families, you know. And I think that's coming from the old system where, if I've got the sequence right, it was the old Gregorian calendar that you were following for part of the time. And then the newer one, the Julian calendar, has changed, brought in the other dates. Yes, absolutely. That's why they changed some dates. And okay. now we have two public holidays. Oh, sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, during the, uh, the time after Christmas... Um, do you have, and again, of course, it's in normal, what we might call normal times, would you have festivals, like uh, street festivals, something like that? Sure. We have traditionally called festival and performance Vertep. Vertep, it's a, a performance that children prepare and perform. The essential attribute of the Vertep is the Christmas star, which is considered a symbol of joy as it bears the news of the birth of Jesus. And of course, uh, we have a lot of Christmas songs. As I told, uh, in Ukraine we are a very, very interesting people, so we have different types of songs called Shedrivki and Kolyatki. Shedrivki comes from the word uh, Ukrainian for generosity, and Kolyatki comes from the word calendar, which begins from the birth of Jesus. So, you probably may think that you don't know any of Ukrainian Christmas songs. This could be true if you somehow aren't familiar with the world's most famous Christmas melody, Carol of the Bells. Yes, it is in fact originally a Ukrainian carol called Shedrik, composed by Mykola Leontovich at the beginning of the 20th century, and it's based on the ancient Ukrainian folk songs. Just listen to it in the future. I wonder if that's which one that is. I'm thinking it might be the one, you know. Um... Yes, yes. Shedrick, Shedrick, Shedrick. Yeah. That's it. Oh. Yeah, good song. Yeah, because yeah, it's a lovely, uh, a lovely tune. <laughs> it's the <laughs> most famous. Yeah, it's the <laughs> most famous carol in Ukraine and oh. in the whole world. That's wonderful. Yeah, and that's really interesting about the star because. Strangely enough, I have noticed this year in our public um, displays, I've noticed the star becoming more of a symbol. Yeah. Um, 
in, in everyone's Christmas. And I suppose as it symbolises hope, that's a very important symbol for your country at the moment. So sure. it's a wonderful absolutely wonderful thing to celebrate. Um so so we've we've had I think also you have uh, just going back to food for a moment, <laughs> a favourite subject. Um, food, you know, you have I think is it twelve the the twelve different dishes that symbolise the apostles. Yeah, they symbolise the twelve apostles, twelve different dishes, and they should be left on the table as a treat for our deceased relatives, because it's believed that they return to their homes to visit their families. It must take a long time to sure. do the preparation. That, that's of why. That. That's why all the preparation starts from the very dawn. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Ooh. It seems even more. It's. It's always a time where cooking takes time. Yeah. But it seems really an awful lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I described the whole picture of our traditions. Yeah. yeah. And probably nowadays, families don't cook all the twelve dishes. But they cook the main dish, kutya, and they gathered together at the table in the evening with the whole family. And it's really, really important. And it's very much, as, as it is in many places, it's very much the idea that the family comes together and the family is the centre of the feast, really. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And it's, it's very interesting. Family and small children. Because oh, yeah. they prepare the carols, the songs, and they take it from home to home. And uh, it's believed that the more carolers come to your home, the more wellness uh, and the more wealth and fortune will be brought to the family during the following year. Fantastic. That's really interesting. Of course, they're doing it in exchange for some sweet gifts and <laughs> tips. <laughs> you know, that reminds me. It's, it's a very... Uh, American-influenced custom, really, that we have now, the trick-or-treat at Halloween. Yeah. You probably saw that <laughs> when you were arriving. It's and almost the same, because yeah. we don't have a Halloween in Ukraine. Yeah. It's just mixed in the recent years. So, yeah, it's usually just sweets here. I don't think money usually comes into it, but it's a, it's a very interesting idea. So, yeah. yeah. So, you're... It's, it's a wonderful time of year normally this year I suppose it's it's so different for your compatriots who are so many people are displaced from their home so many people are in different places from other members of their family so in spite of that I really hope that you and your family will have a very happy Christmas Saturday with us here in Ireland and that you'll achieve your ambition, I'm sure you will, of getting your conversion for your pilot's license. And I wish you every success and good luck for the future. I hope so. I wish all Irish people a Merry Christmas and thank them on behalf of all Ukrainians. Thank you very much. We're delighted to be with you and to talk to you. And we hope that you will have peace um, as soon as it's possible. I hope so. Thanks for talking to me today, Sasha. Thank you.